Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. Now I know we're just coming out of the Thanksgiving weekend, and hopefully all that turkey you ate won't make you sleep on the interview today. First off, if you're brand new, thanks for joining this community. This is a podcast all about the most interesting brands of today and how they strive to become more authentic each and every day through the perspectives of their leaders. And today, we don't have one, we don't have two, we have three guests on the podcast. It's a triple feature with Helix Sleep. And if you listen to podcasts, you've probably heard of this brand, founded in 2015 by our three guests, Adam Tishman, Christian von Rickenbach, and Jerry Lynn. And I asked them all sorts of questions about direct-to-consumer businesses and how they are bringing in the opinions and perspectives of their consumers and turning them back into their markets. After all, what's a more intimate experience than a good night's sleep? And while I don't have all the answers to that question, our three interviewees today do. So without further ado, here are all three founders of Helix Sleep. All right, everybody, I'm excited today because I have multiple folks on the podcast. In fact, three very important individuals from Helix Sleep. I've got all three co-founders here, and so I'll just let them all introduce themselves one at a time, but it's very exciting. It's the first time that we have had multiple folks on the show. So uh, to all three of you, thanks so much for being on, and if you could introduce yourselves. Sure. Good to, good to be on the show, Adam. So you have uh, Christian von Rickenbach here. I'm one of the co-founders of Helix. Um, I focus on marketing and technology. Hey, this is uh, Adam Tishman. I'm another one of the co-founders here, and my focus is on business development, uh, brand, and I run the customer experience team. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having us. Uh, this is Jerry Lynn. I'm one of the co-founders for Helix. Uh, focused on supply chain, product design, and the finance and accounting. Well, thanks very much to all of you for joining today. I can't wait to get into the uh, a couple of important topics here. I'll start at the very beginning. I'm sure this is something you are very used to, but it has been uh, roughly four, almost, oh, actually almost six years now, hasn't it, since uh, beginning of 2014 when Helix Sleep was founded. Would love to talk a little bit with you and learn from you about why it came into existence. And then we'll talk a little bit about what is new with the brand. But I want to start there, just a level set for everybody listening today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Adam, Jerry, and I started Helix uh, really just based off of a personal experience. Um, So we all went to grad school together in Philadelphia, and we went through the mattress shopping experience. And this was at a time before really any mattresses were sold online. Um, There really was very little innovation in the space. And so we all went through kind of an individually bad uh, shopping experience. So um, Adam went to a retail store, ended up paying far too much. I ended up going to Ikea, getting a really bad product. Um, and you know, we just sort of put our heads together and started to think through how could we make this just a better experience. Um, we ultimately identified really three core problems with the, with the process. You know, one is that um, you know, the, the products were just too expensive. So, you know, you're paying thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars for things that just didn't need to cost that much. Um, the second was just a very poor in-store shopping experience. So you, it was kind of the, the last bastion of the used car salesman, right, where you were sort of haggling with someone um, and it felt like a very high-pressure sales environment. Um, and the last bit was just that 
you know, the products were very confusing in themselves. So like there's a lot of different types of materials. It's very unclear how you sort of figured out what your, how you translated your personal preferences into a product that was really right for you. And so ultimately where we landed on was the concept of what ultimately became Helix, which was um, a direct-to-consumer business model, which allowed us to deliver better value to the consumer because we had a more efficient supply chain. Um, and it was a better shopping experience because we cut out um, you know, a lot of the nonsense in the shopping experience and created a really easy to use um, e-commerce website and e-commerce shopping experience supported by a really great customer experience team. And we really tried to solve the product confusion through um, some technology where we had users come through and take a quiz. We asked them questions that they already knew about themselves that didn't really require them to know anything about mattresses and then map them to a product that was really going to be right for them. Um, and so we tried to combine those things to kind of really just turn the entire mattress shopping experience on its head. And that's why we launched Helix. So today, uh, of course, it's been nearly now uh, six years since that founding. And I want to talk a little bit about one of the most recent innovations uh, that, that Helix has brought to market uh, through something called Birch. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But today, in the way that you drive your your own brand forward, and the LinkedIn tells me there's roughly 25 people on the team now, um, what are some of the key values that, that you all hold personally as, as leaders uh, you know, to ensure that you are keeping with the mission of, of Helix every day and, and, and putting your best foot forward? Yeah, definitely. No, it's it's a great question and something that we think a lot about, which is essentially how do we make sure that the ethos of the brand that we portray to the you know to the outside world really lives within the four walls of the business and within all the employees that work here. Um, you know, to that end, we have implemented pretty pretty early on a system of uh, like core pillars to the business, things around being excellent to one another, um, the, the fact that positivity is a choice. Uh, perfectionism doesn't scale. Essentially, you know, aspects that really try to make sure that people are not only just being, you know, nice and, and respectful to one another, but really holding each other accountable, working hard. Um, and so that's been a really big, important push for us. I would say the you know, the other area that we perhaps initially were not as good at, and something that we've learned as as managers of the business, is the importance of transparency. And so. You know, we are a very transparent company. Uh, we, you know, speak internally to the entire team about the goals that we want to achieve, both at the macro level and on the individual team level. Everyone knows sort of where the company is and how it's doing, where it's trending, and we find that that really helps align each and every individual in the business towards you know the collective goal. So then. That has been going strong now. You know, you, you've carried those values for the last few years, and it's it's led, of course, to the business growing as it has, and and now potentially in this way that you're being excellent to to new, uh, perhaps di- different uh, different consumers with different interests. I want to talk a little bit about Birch by Helix because, as I understand it, it's sort of a, a greener, more organic product, and I don't necessarily think about organic or, or, or things like that when it comes to betting. Can you explain why that came about as an idea and ultimately as a piece of the business? Yeah, absolutely. So when we originally started Helix, um, we really started the brand as a way to sort of embrace um, diversity in, in the types of sleepers that are out there. So we all really wanted to recognize that people all slept differently. We all had different preferences. Some people sleep on their side, some people sleep on their back, some people are lighter, some people are heavier, some people 
like a softer bed, some people like a firmer bed. And so we really tried to design our brand and our product lineup um, to um, cater to all those different types of sleepers out there. And as we really grew and operated the business, um, what we started to learn was that there were other types of sleepers out there beyond just a side sleeper who liked a soft mattress. Um, and we started to just get an enormous amount of requests and inbound questions around um, people who wanted a product that was focused around sustainable sourcing, um, that was certified to um, you know, how use organic materials, right? It was something that really seemed to be a gap in the marketplace that people were, were looking for. And what it really sort of opened our eyes to is that there was this sort of huge segment of sleepers that um, just weren't being served, exactly sort of the reason that we started our brand, but were sort of not being served in a different way. It's not that they couldn't find a, a mattress that didn't have the right pressure relieving qualities for a side sleeper, it just didn't have the sort of right components and sourcing for what they were really looking for. And so that led us to kind of um, ultimately launched our first sister brand, uh, Birch by Helix, which is um, a brand that's really focused on providing sleep products that are natural and organic and sustainably sourced to try to serve uh, that market. So we launched that um, earlier this year um, and we're really excited about where it's going. Yeah, I that sounds very interesting. And, and again, something which is um, perhaps I'm just like not in that market of, of folks who would have been shouting for that. But it's, it's interesting to know that that was a prevailing sentiment from, from uh, you know, a part of the consumer pool. But then again, I shouldn't be that surprised that you would hear that or that you would be collecting that information because after all, you built a business that is very much based in personalization from interests of sleep, I'm sure, to beyond. So can we talk a little bit about that for a second, just the importance of personalization as a foundation, as a bedrock to use to use some industry terms for the business and, and to talk about it going forward, how personalization might continue to be critical to the way that you operate? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, personalization is really core uh, in all aspects of our business, from the brand to the actual way in which we develop and, and do our product development, which Jerry can definitely j jump in and talk about, um, to the way that we to the way that we market to customers. So, you know, we essentially reject the notion that there is a single product that works best for everyone. Um, it just doesn't exist in pretty much any category. You can think about the variation in, in sizes of people when it comes to the fit of clothing, uh, diets, exercise, uh, and the same thing is true of mattresses, essentially. There isn't one type of bed that works best for everyone. There's really only one type of mattress that can be at best average for everyone. And so coming from that, from that viewpoint, we really thought, can we bring a more custom solution to consumers and provide a more personalized experience along the way. And so if you go to our website, if you interact with our brand, you'll notice that we don't feature a single product, but we also don't feature a single way of thinking about a mattress. We understand that some people have needs that are based on their body for the type of mattress they want, and others are driven by perhaps um, affinity needs, like I love something soft or I love something firm. And so I would say that it really permeates everything we do. Uh, we collect a ton of data on all of our customers and we use that data to continually try and improve our products. So our goal is to not only provide the best products that we can, but also really seamless user experience. You know, one thing regarding personalization is it definitely takes a lot of time and effort in designing the right products to cater to a variety of different uh, individuals and sleeping preferences. And so, you know, one of the uh, you know, big priorities for us as a company is doing the work 
going going at lengths and visiting the suppliers to really evaluate what the right and best materials that are out there in existence in terms of quality, foam, springs, and fabrics that we're putting the best materials into all of our products. Yeah, and then, you know, one of the things that we really take seriously is like the, the mirroring of the things that Adam and Jerry were just talking about. So we'll we'll take that customer data, we'll look at the feedback that we're getting uh, per product and dive into a, to a pretty crazy degree of detail to try to understand exactly where there are gaps um, between different customer segments and product satisfaction and use that to drive our product development process forward. Now, when it comes to collection of data, of course, there's plenty of different types of data that you could be collecting, but I'm interested primarily, and you talked a little bit about satisfaction. Now, I want to learn a little bit about uh, the ways in which you are capturing data related to experience with uh, with the product. Um, number of ways that people can do that, obviously, I'm sure directly with you, broadly on social, a couple of other ways. But I'd like to know from you, what are those, some of the ways in which you are currently uh, harnessing this or harvesting, I guess, this type of data and, and stories? Yeah, we definitely look at a couple different signals for um, customer or for feedback on products. So we'll look at um, customer feedback, whether that's coming in through social channels, whether that's coming in directly to our customer experience team. Um, we'll also look at um, just sort of more objective data, things like return rates or defect rates, things like that. Um, and then we'll also supplement that with survey data. So we'll follow up with existing customers asking them what their experience was like, trying to get real details around sort of what went right, what didn't go right. Um, and we'll also kind of from time to time also pull in um, panels of live customers as well and just kind of have real conversations with them to try to really dive deep into the process. Yeah, I would say, you know, something on that on that point that's interesting and something that we definitely, you know, I would say not struggle with, but something that we, we think a lot about and, and a lot of businesses our size think about is really how do you balance different sources of data? Um, you know, in many cases, some sources of data are at the aggregate level. So we, you know, we can look at our return rate across a specific type of product. And in other cases, uh, there's just, you know, objective feedback that you get in a more one-on-one -on -one type situation and balancing those, the, you know, like perhaps a broader um, amount of data versus a deeper amount of data in a specific topic is, is something that we definitely think a lot about. In terms of let's 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 talk a little bit about uh, the ways that people are talking about their experiences uh, online with others, because I can imagine that this is a very uh, important source of or could be a very important source of information for Helix when it comes to doing things like not only getting super honest opinions, as you know, it can be a rather crude or blunt public out there, but also when it comes to things like if you're able to take that information and, and leverage it in the right way, you could be doing things like lowering your cost of acquiring a new customer or cost of, uh, or cost of getting, you know, follow on investments in, in, in your products. And, um, I'm, so I'm curious as to some of the ways in which you are perhaps either proactively or, or reactively engaging with the stuff that you see, uh, specifically on social, some of the content that you see coming through, um, the experience in that dimension. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think one of the truisms in our space is that, buying a mattress is a very considered purchase. So almost no one wakes up one day and says, hey, I need a new mattress, and then goes on to a single website and, and buys it. It's a very search-heavy category. People really need to interact with the experience for, you know, it could be days, it could be weeks, in some cases months or even years. And and we understand that. And, you know, it's it's expensive to buy a mattress. In many cases, it's a decision that two people have to make together. 
Uh, and it's really the most functional piece of furniture in, in your home. And so the way that manifests itself is that people have many touch points with our brand before they buy. So it's, it's rarely you touch one thing from us, maybe you hear a podcast from us, maybe you saw a Facebook ad and then you buy. In most cases, you're seeing a lot of these different touch points. And in many of these cases, some of those touch points are social chatter or reviews or third-party validation, which is essentially what we like to call it, whether that's from customers or review sites or press, where it's really getting people more comfortable with your brand, especially in a world where the vast majority of our customers don't try our product in advance of buying it because you know they're buying online. And so you know we do things on our end to try to help that process, whether it be the 100-night trial, uh, free shipping, all of that. But we definitely are interacting with a lot of our sort of brand evangelists on, on social and, and definitely asking customers to spread word of mouth around the product to, to help engender that, um, that, that trust that new customers would need when, when purchasing. Would you find that customers' stories are getting you uh, more business or more interest than something that you're able to bring from the top down as a brand? Or I'm wondering like what the proportion is that you see of business that you're able to foster from that word of mouth as opposed to other tactics that you might take traditionally. Yeah, I mean, it's always a difficult question to answer. I would say, you know, in general, um, we're still a small and, and growing a new brand. And so, you know, a lot of the, the growth that we see still comes from growth that we produce. But we also see that the portion of sales that are coming in from um, word of mouth, whether that's referral or from people who hear about us from friends and family is, is growing over time, which is fantastic. Uh, and that's something that we really closely monitor. Um, and so we really view that as a really good, um, you know, KPI or, or, or sort of health indicator that, that we're doing things right. How about some of the ways in which you are taking advantage of these stories that you're actively turning back into your communities? And we, uh, of course, this could be testimonials or otherwise, but I'm wondering, because I'm sure that's great brand fuel as well, that to, to say, you know, don't just take it from us, take it from, you know, perhaps perhaps taking that word of mouth and amplifying it with the resources and, and, and reach that you already have. What are some of the ways in which you do that to say, it's not just me or us, the founders of Helix talking, it's, oh, it's, it's Adam, Adam Connor in this case, who's just bought a mattress and loves it so much and has decided to talk about it. How do you, how do you leverage that uh, broadly? Yeah, it's a really good question, Adam. You know, I think in, in some ways um, that that exact concept lies at the center of almost most of the marketing that we do. Um, so when you think about shopping for a mattress, um, one of the biggest kind of defining properties of that shopping experience is around just sort of a lack of trust and a lack of information. So you just don't really know the typical person just doesn't really know that much about a mattress and doesn't know what's right for them. And so they're really looking for these points of validation and recommendation around sort of what they should be looking for. And so we really try to infuse that in a lot of our different marketing efforts. So it could be as simple as taking a really funny, catchy customer review that we get and pushing that out through our Facebook ad programs or putting that on the website. Or we've done things like asking customers who've written great reviews to shoot um, a quick selfie video, put that, um, send that into us, and then compile that into some really awesome um, video creative. Or, you know, one of the things that I think actually ties in with this very similar concept to what you're touching on here is around even podcast advertising, I would put in the same category, where, you know, we'll send a host a mattress and then ask them 
to forget about the script that, that, you know, they're looking at and just purely talk about their own personal experience about sleeping on this product and the, what their ordering experience was like, their sleeping experience was like, and really make it about what their experience actually was. And we find that to just be incredibly effective. Yeah. I have to say my first interaction with your brand occurred several years ago, I think it was 2016 and it was, well, maybe, I don't know. I have to figure out exactly when you guys started this because it was, the whole point is it was through a read. It was through a read on, on one of on one of uh, Bill Burr's episodes, and um, he's always he's a funny guy. He, and I'm glad that you tell him to throw away the script, and he he mostly throws away those sort of scripts anyway. But uh, yeah, I don't think he would listen to us if we told him to uh, read the script, anyways. <laughs> no, or like he he would he probably tell you he probably tell his audience, yeah, well, they told me to say this, but you know, when <laughs> something profanity laden, you know, down the line. But uh, so that's how I heard it, uh, you know. Um, but I'm you know I'm the whole the whole trust point that you bring up is really important. Um, you know, it's my view that uh, you have probably the, mo- at, at this point in history, there's probably more distrust in, in in ads than there ever has been before. And so when you can get to a slightly more trusted source, like, you know, I, I would say like the next level down is somebody with millions and millions of followers who might be paid to be saying something. And then at the most grassroots of level, somebody like somebody who just bought a mattress and decided just felt so motivated to talk about it, either solicited by you or otherwise, um, to talk to their, you know, hundred Facebook friends. You know, I think that's, that's a highly, what we would probably call authentic on this show more than anything. So that, that is, uh, I'm glad to hear that it's central to your strategy. And it makes me it makes me wonder then what is what is what is next? I mean, you've you've certainly and and whether whether this is marketing or, or, or product or or anything like that, I'm, I'm curious. You're about six years in now, right? Beginning of 2014 uh, to the almost beginning of 2020 here. Where do you foresee the brand going in the next few years? Yeah, definitely. So I think you know we have aspirations to continue to grow uh, the business in, in multiple directions. So, you know, one of them is definitely continuing to provide more products and offerings to our, to new customers, but also to our existing customer base. So when we launched the business, we were exclusively a mattress company, uh, which was never the aspiration of the business, but you know, you got to start somewhere. And along the way, we've since now added pretty, you know, uh, the majority of, of, bedroom objects that you'd put on or, or underneath a mattress. So sheets, pillows, uh, adjustable bases, box spring, et cetera. Um, we continue to move into some of those categories and, and some categories that are, are kind of related. So a good example would be uh, a couple months ago, we launched the Helix weighted blanket, which is an awesome product. It's a, you know essentially a weighted blanket that helps out with stress relief and, and calming and soothing. A lot of people use them to sleep, but you know, a lot of people also use them when you're hanging out on your couch. And that's an example of a product where, you know, our goal is to really help communities and people sleep and, and rest better. And, and, you know, there's, there's a ton of research out there on the, you know, the, the sleep, the, the mounting sleep deficit in the United States. And, you know, that's a really good solution for us. So moving into categories like that is certainly um, on on the docket for us going forward, you know, outside of the the products themselves, I would say we continue to be interested in bringing the brand to more consumers through different channels. So, uh, you know, on the marketing side, we are constantly testing new new channels to talk to customers. 
uh, you know, I mentioned we obviously do a lot of digital ads and we do podcasts, which we mentioned, but, you know, so there's some other channels that we think uh, customers are really interacting with that could be interesting for us. Uh, we, we actually launched our first um, retail partner. So Helix is now available at uh, CB2 Nationwide, which is our first, um, you know, the first opportunity if you don't live in the New York City area to actually go somewhere and try out our product in person. We see a lot of value there just because there will always be uh, a large percentage of people that just don't feel quite comfortable buying online. And we want to make sure we can cater to those individuals as well. Um, and then outside of that, you know, continuing to just improve our on-site experience and provide better, you know, a better buying experience to customers. So, uh, you know, buying a mattress, it's not just about the mattress itself, but it's also the experience itself, making sure that the packaging is great, the shipping is great, all the, you know, the every, everything about the experience is as well. And, you know, the way we think about that is, you know, it's not enough to just provide a great product anymore. You really have to provide a great experience too. Yeah, it was just, and and it's interesting that you're in uh, CB2. I have to keep an eye out for that because I'm based here in the DC area and there's a CB2 right up the road. Um, the customer experience questions is an interesting one. Something that I have seen, and it's not just what I've seen, it's been it's been voiced in in reports by, you know, big research agencies like Forrester and others just this very year that say that the lines between strict marketing initiatives and the customer experience are beginning to blur. And that some of the ways in which you can market yourselves or which you can generate great stories or even great content can be through that experience. Do you find that that could be the case for Helix as well in a forward-looking capacity? Or uh, I'm just curious as to your thoughts there, as to the blurred lines between marketing and, and CX. Yeah, definitely. I, I do. I think it's something that we've already started to embark on. And, you know, as, as we mentioned because buying a mattress is a high touch point category, we have a lot of customers, probably a higher percentage than your average business, that actually want to talk to someone before they buy a bed. And so that someone is our customer experience team. And so we make sure that, you know, not only is our customer experience team, you know, incredibly deeply trained on all of our products, but also that everyone is empathetic. Everyone understands that buying a mattress is a very specific individual experience for each person and it's really funny actually you know when you talk to people about their about their mattress now you know everyone everyone has a very personal relationship with it and there's always a story you know around what's going on i love it i hate it i had to inherit it from you know my husband it came with my husband etc and so uh you know i think for us we definitely view our customer experience team as an extension of the larger brand experience, which includes marketing, right? And so, you know, the same way that we're constantly trying to optimize our website and make our web experience a little bit easier and simpler and, and better for customers, we want to make sure that the CX team does the same. And so, you know, we don't, we're not a business that's like hiding our CX team. There's the, you know, there's a clear chat widget uh, that, that's available. Um, you know, you can email us 24 seven. We have a callback feature. We want to make sure that we are really available um, to all customers. Got it. Well, makes, makes, makes plenty of sense. I think that, uh, you know, with, with that in mind, and, um, now that I know that, you know, there's a good focus there, I'd love to close us out today with a quick question or, uh, to advice for, for all three of you, or I could get advice from you. 
Um, just so happens that our listeners are, are very much interested in, especially in the case of, and sometimes it's from a from a CMO strictly, and other times it's from founders, and I'm lucky enough to have all three of you here today, as I said at the beginning of this. Uh, people who are generally looking to build better brands or better relationships with customers and, and better experiences in that way. And, you know, the focus of this show is is to build more authentic uh, bonds on all those dimensions. But you have much more holistic experience than just that, having been there from the very start. So I'd like to get a piece of advice from all three of you on just how to build a better brand. Given your experience, what would you say? Yeah, sure. I'll kick it off. So, you know, I think one of the things that we've been, it's been a huge learning experience for us and for me personally, since we've started the company has been, um, you know, just how wrong you can be when you put something, put something forward. So a lot of times you'll go forward with a concept, whether it's anything from a page layout to a marketing line to a campaign and just have so much conviction that this is the right way to go about it, that this is going to be what customers love. And then it gets in front of customers and you find out that it's the exact opposite. Um, and so, you know, it can come from the, from the best of places, but, you know, it's, it's just happened time and time again for us. And so it's really kind of ingrained in us through, you know, a, a process of getting knocked down, a really heavy, um, you know, weight on the importance of data and the importance of testing and the importance of just willing to be completely wrong and recognizing when you are. Um, so I think it's a combination of being very data-driven in that regard, but also just being very humble as well. Yeah, I think uh, on my end, I would say I, we underestimated how important it is to be, I, I won't say simple, but straightforward and not too, like, complicated uh you know I, I we have a somewhat complicated story in that we are not just a mattress that you buy online but there's this whole story around a custom personal experience and what we quickly realized is that you know as you get really excited about building your brand and how you want to message that brand to the outer world um it's it's really easy to go incredibly deep when you're in a you know in an echo chamber chatting with your co-founder perhaps or your early employees and it's really hard for consumers to digest very complex um, information, especially if it's portrayed in that way. And so I would say that, you know, being simple and really shouting the same message many, many times, we have found to be a lot more effective than uh, being incredibly nuanced. So that was a, you know, that was a key learning for us. You know, on my side, I'll speak to you a little bit about physical product in supply chain. Um, you know, our, you know, our mission provide you know a great sleep experience for our customers at the end of the day we're still selling a physical product right and you know i think from our standpoint it's it, when we first started the company and started to design the physical product um one of the things that we wanted to do was continue to push the the, the envelope and to question the status quo the reason being um you know for for the longest time a lot of our suppliers have been making mattresses the same way for the past couple hundred of years and as we uh, we're building Helix. We, what we wanted to do was to push the envelope, question the status quo, really pick up the best uh, you know materials to use for our mattresses to ensure that the products that we're putting out are are the best and that we're you know creating great products that really fit our brand vision. Well, all right. Well, this is fantastic advice. I, I really am. It was a privilege to have 
all three of you on here and, uh, you know, made history for this podcast as far as it's, it's concerned. It's been great to hear about everything that, that you're doing today for Helix and, and going forward, what your vision is, um, particularly with, with Birch and with regard to the experience itself. So um, for that and for everything else you've provided on the show today, uh, thanks so much to all three of you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Thanks so much, Adam. Thank you so much to Adam, Christian, and Jerry, all three of you, for joining the podcast today, telling me a little bit more about Helix and what is yet to come. Great to talk with you. If you like this podcast, there's one thing I want you to do today. Follow us on LinkedIn. We've got a page there, Authentic Influence Podcast, where you're going to get all of our content, as well as just stay up to date with the other goings on of the show. We've got a little bit of different content in the works coming up. So if you stay following there, you'll get all of it as soon as it's released. I'm going to be back again on Thursday with another fantastic interview about how another great brand strives to become authentic each and every day through mobilizing its masses. And until then, and for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.